Hey now, ladies and gentlemen, hey now, Andrew McLean, brand new edition of Over the Line. Hope everybody's doing well today. Man, do we have an exciting show, but hey, when do we not have an exciting show? Glad you could be with us. Uh, those few of you that are still uh, able to watch the Over the Line podcast, because honestly, we're being shadow banned, we found out, on YouTube uh, not as many people are able to find us as our numbers continue to decrease, but we will continue to do these shows, and it will help if you guys can take the link of the YouTube, post it on your page, however you want to do it, whatever whatever way seems to get the most traction from your social media. Give it a shot. See if it helps. Share it. Love it. Comment on it subscribe all that stuff and we'll see if we can uh we can get some traction going while youtube works against us as we try to spread the truth same for those of you on the podcast platforms whether it's spotify or apple podcast or Castbox or whatever y'all share it as well trying to help us get the word out and we will um we'll see what happens um youtube.com slash over the line is the uh, YouTube URL for those of you listening to the audio and you want to share the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe and all that jazz. So, yesterday, if you watched yesterday's show, you saw us kind of pipe into the front end of a hearing they were having in Georgia. And at the time, we didn't really know what to expect. We kind of expected some of the same things we were seeing in Arizona and what we saw in in uh, Michigan as well for two days. But little did we know... There was going to be video footage that attorneys were able to get their hands on and provide to the general public of what happened in Georgia, in Fulton County, as they were counting the ballots. Now, there were several odd things that happened that night. One thing was we got reports of a water pipe that had burst, and hey, they had to stop the counting, which... The reports made it seem as if the center where they were counting the ballots had flooded. Like a water, it was a water main break. That turned out to not be true. That turned out to be a leaky toilet in one of the bathrooms that uh, ultimately stopped the counting. Uh, it just so happened to coincide with several other big cities that overnight went to Biden that stopped counting as well for just random reasons. So... We're starting to understand why the counting stopped or why the people in charge felt the need to stop the counting when there was nothing really endangering these people from, from uh, in, in the act of counting these ballots. During that hearing yesterday, a lady came up, and I don't have her name in front of me. They'll probably say it on this, um, on this video from the Judiciary Subcommittee yesterday. She presented uh, closed-circuit TV security camera footage from the Fulton County State Farm Arena where they were doing the counting and discovered some very odd behavior. Now, what I want to do, this is going to be kind of lengthy, maybe 20 minutes or something like that. I don't know that I'm going to play the whole thing, but I want to play a big chunk of it because I want you, for those of you that have heard about it but haven't seen it, I want you to be able to see it with your own eyes so you know 
the nefarious activity that's been going on in Atlanta, in Detroit, in Nevada, in Arizona, in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Philadelphia, I mean. I want you to know and see with your own eyes as people yell at you, call you names, make fun of you because there's no evidence of voter fraud. I want you to see it with your own eyes so you know, even if you don't argue with these people, you will know deep down what you saw with your own two eyes. And you will know that, in fact, this stuff is very, very real. Yesterday, Georgia Judiciary Subcommittee, this attorney, providing to the committee and really to the world footage from election night in Fulton County. Check this out. So we're at about 10 o'clock. And what you'll notice is that the workers are present, working, and you have, back in that corner, I pointed out to you, the press and the Republican observers. So according to the witnesses, the Republican observers, there is a lady who has blonde braids who comes out to announce we're going to stop counting. Everyone go home. And in fact, we see that. What happens is everyone clears out, including the Republican observers and the press, but four people stay behind and continue counting and tabulating well into the night from that point, which is going to be about 10.25 when they all clear out, or 10.30. And they will continue counting unobserved, unsupervised, not in public view as your statute requires, until about one in the morning. The reason we know this is because when our Republican observers were forced to leave, they went to the Central Tabulation Center and they got news from a, or word from a news crew that in fact counting had continued they have information that not everybody left according to plan and some people stayed behind. So this shocked them. So they returned back to State Farm Arena at about one o'clock in the morning where they confirmed that in fact people had just left State Farm Arena in contravention of what they had been told by the supervisors who are running this operation. So, okay, we're still at about 10 o'clock. Can you take us to about 1025 so we can see the change you're going to watch this place be busy and filled up to emptied at some time between 1025 and 1035 which is okay just so so here here we are they are doing the the counting uh the days going on as normal these people assume that they'll be counting through the night because it's unheard of that on election night, especially a presidential election, that states would just stop at 10, 11 o'clock, stop counting, go home, and come back the next day. As the entire nation, and really the world, sits by, staring at their TVs all night, waiting for the results. Because we normally don't get the results till after midnight in any election. We all sit there and wait until we find out who the winner is. We've waited a long time for this. So you can imagine the confusion of these counters that have volunteered their time, planned their lives around being there all night and counting, only to be told, hey guys, we're wrapping it up for the day. We've put in a good day's work. Y'all go ahead, head to the house, and then we'll start again tomorrow around 8 o'clock or something, you know, whatever. 
whatever y'all feel like doing. Just come back when you feel like it. It's consistent with what the affidavits say. Okay, so 1025, they're still there. Let's go to 1035. Sounded like to me somebody was popping a cold one right there. Did you hear that? It takes it just a few minutes for the frames to actually catch up with it. There you go, with the time that you're seeing. So here you see it's all cleared out. We just went from 1025 to 1037. The place is a ghost town. This is where the people were vacated and told, go home, come back at 830. We will now stop working and stop counting. But notice who stays behind. You have four people, consistent with our affidavits, who stayed behind. And so you'll see the lady in purple. You'll see two women in yellow in the back, which is where the scanners are there at the top, top right frame. And then the lady with the blonde braids also, who told everyone to leave. Those are the four people who will stay behind. So the Republican observers said they were the last people to leave State Farm Arena, along with the Fox News crew, excepting those four people. So what you're going to see, look at the ladies in yellow. You'll see that they will begin just sitting still, doing nothing, ostensibly not working, because after all, they said they're going to stop counting. They will wait until... The witnesses over there in that roped off area, the press and the observers, leave the room. Then you'll see them move into action and begin scanning ballots. Okay, so I think what we can do now is fast forward to about 11. Do you see them? Yeah. Okay, there, there they walk. They're walking off. but the ladies in yellow are still there. Yes, keep your eyes on the lady in purple and the two in yellow and the woman in the blue apron with blonde braids because those are the people who stay behind. Okay, so what you're going to see happen at about 11 o'clock is once everyone is gone, coast is clear, they are going to pull ballots out from underneath a table. Watch this table. So actually this will take a few minutes, but we did not know when we first watched this, okay, is it normal to store suitcases of ballots under a table, under a tablecloth? Is that how they run the place? Maybe this is what they've been doing all day. Maybe this is what they're doing under all the tables. So we went back and watched the video as a, a team of us. We don't see that. What we see is typically you're going to find ballots, you know, back in this corner or coming in through a door and then they get moved and circulated throughout the room. Now, keep in mind that these, these tables, for those of you listening and not watching, these tables are, you know, your average long look, fold-out looking tables 
They have a tablecloth that goes all the way down to the floor. So whatever you store under that table is hidden from public view. Nobody can see it unless they are going around looking under tablecloths. And it can get a little confusing because they have these black containers of ballots. They have the U.S. Postal Service containers. But what we were trying to do when we determined that there were being ballots being pulled out from underneath this table is... You know, what was the chain of custody? Where did they come from? Who put them there? When did they put them there? We only reviewed this at about 1 in the morning last night for a couple of hours, so we're going to need about 14 hours to watch it carefully because we fast-forwarded through it several times um, and could not find that particular frame, but here's what we can tell you for sure. At about 8 o'clock in the morning, we're going to roll this back and show it to you. There you go. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. So you see that right there in the top right corner. You see them pulling out those boxes, and you're, you'll see in a moment them pulling out suitcases, like the rolling suitcases you see so often at the airport. Why do they wait so long? They wait for people to leave and then wait a few more minutes to make sure nobody's coming back. But if you notice the lady in the, the, the purple shirt that she keeps referring to is standing around waiting. And what she's doing is she's waiting for everyone to leave and make sure the coast is clear. This table, the black one, was placed there by the lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. So the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting, is the person who put the table there at 8.22 in the morning. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. Yeah, upper right hand, you see the gentleman in, in the red. So he just pulled one out. So wh what are these ballots doing there, separate from all the other ballots? And why are they only counting them whenever the place is cleared out with no witnesses? is the question. So these machines can process about 3,000 ballots an hour. You have multiple, multiple machines there, and they're there for two hours. So you do the math. How many ballots went through those machines in those two hours when there was no one there to supervise, to be present, consistent with your statutes and rules, to supervise the tabulation? We believe that could easily be and probably is certainly beyond the margin of victory in this race. Because if it's only three scanners working for two hours, right, that's 18,000 ballots that went through. So we're now at 11.09. There were, in addition to the four workers that you see there, there were two other people who were bringing ballots in and out. Uh, the, the gentleman in red that you saw, and then a second person, I can't tell if it's a male or female based on their uh, hair being pulled back in their mask, but in any event, that's six total people. And so if we were to sit here for the next two hours, what we would see is that this operation just goes on and on and on. They're scanning until about 12.55 in the morning. So we kept the, the uh, video running. And you know we can show you the people who gave us the affidavits 
reappearing at that time, just as they said, around 1 a.m. to find out, are they in fact counting after they told us they would stop working or not? Um, and we will fast forward to that, but have you all seen as much as you'd like to see of what's happening here? I think I, so. I think you basically get the idea. Unless any member wants to see more. So uh, what you've got here is a situation where Republicans are told f for whatever reason, hey, we're done, you go home, y'all are good, you, you've done your duty, you've done your civic duty, thank you for helping. We're going to start over again tomorrow, so go get some rest, some well-deserved rest, come back, and, and we'll, uh, we'll get back on top of it. And we'll get back to counting and doing what's right for this country. And so those guys clear everybody out of the room. And then the four or five people left over start whipping out secret suitcases filled with ballots. <laughs> Nothing odd at all, right? Nothing odd at all. So, <laughs> so the Republicans get word that... And I don't know how they found this out. Maybe a member of the media or some somebody, a whistleblower, if you will, gets to the Republicans that were told to leave and said, hey, they're, they're back there counting. You might want to go see what's going on. And so they rush back at like, what did she say, one in the morning. And then the counting continues. Oh, yeah, yeah, we just, you know, I, I don't know what excuse they gave them, but I'm sure it was. Uh, to steal a term from Joe Biden, malarkey. So I, I guess the next question is, when it comes to those ballots being run through, what are the numbers from the machines? Like, well, what were the numbers at, at that time of night being reported? Like, was it 50-50? Was, it was Trump getting most of the votes? Was Joe Biden getting most of the votes? And after a little bit of research, I was able to find the actual numbers for that time. And as you see here, at 119 on 11-4 and 119 through 136, right where those numbers of those ballots that were scanned would be reported, you have a pretty big spike. <laughs> I mean, you have got, let's see. Trump got 99,000 of those votes at 1 o'clock in the morning. Joe Biden just happened to get 225,000. Almost two and a half times the amount of votes that Trump got. And it was actually, ironically, the biggest spike of the entire election for that precinct throughout all the counting. All of the counting. He got his biggest spike... At 1 o'clock in the morning, when people were rolling out these magic suitcases. It's a real big coincidence, but lucky for Joe Biden, he was such a great campaigner that he was able to pull that off. You got to be proud of the guy. I mean, he's a, he's a seasoned politician that really knows what he's doing. So this attorney shows this, this video footage. And then once she goes through, she's got more that, that she talks about on there. And, and another point is they've got a lot more footage to go through because apparently the State Farm Center was dragging their feet on getting the, the, the security footage to these guys so they could review it. 
So they get it just a few hours before this hearing, and they don't have much time to review it. While flying through it in the hours before the hearing, they just happen to stumble across that, and they're like, well, we're going to take that to the hearing and bring that up. And then on the backside, we've got like 14 more hours of footage we have to review. And so that's, I'm assuming, what they're doing right now, and we'll be releasing more in the hours to come leading up to the weekend. We don't have anything on that just yet, but we'll see what that turns into. Uh, that is brought up when this attorney is questioned by a member of the the Georgia legislature panel, the oversight committee here, and this is how that exchange went. Let me move you over here real fast. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. Okay, was there another question? The night last night, so right. we're, we're okay. still we're still reviewing it. There's still a lot more okay. to review. Senator Senator Jones, thank thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you for presenting this. And then that was going to be my question, um, Mr. Smith, was uh, when exactly did we receive this video, or you guys? get in possession of this video and then also um so you've had no time to when questioning the four people who are having a lot of movement and activity during the time frame that everyone goes home y'all have not had time to fi find out who those individuals are and, and actually question them on anything correct okay thank you uh, senator rett thank you mr chairman and Welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Just quick refresher. When you talk with the authorities involved pertaining to the situation, what was the explanation? Or have you had a chance to speak with them? Do you mean Fulton County officials? Yes, ma'am. I've not spoken with them because we just got the video. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, Senator Kennedy. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Pick, thank you for being here. Mr. Smith, thank you as well uh, for this very important presentation. My question is simply, um, and if this was addressed earlier, forgive me, but who's in charge of the cameras? Who uh, Were they placed there under the Secretary of State's office or by Fulton County? And who's in charge of monitoring them and who's in charge of security? That's where they just get into the aspect of what the cameras, why the cameras are there. And the answer to that is they were the cameras that were already in the Staples Center. They made no effort to put any sort of extra security cameras in there in order to uh, uh, make sure everything was on the up and up. That just happened to be what was already there, which is, you know, for a big arena like that, it's likely to video any accidents that happen, any kind of lawsuits or liability they would be faced with. It gets subpoenaed all the time. You know, somebody goes to a concert, sees a wet floor sign, and then takes a LeBron James style flop in order to uh, to try to sue the place and get some money. So, uh, reasonable explanation for that. But the question now, or at least for those of us that were watching it live, the immediate question was, who are these people? And when are they going to be questioned under oath or take a lie detector test or something so we can find out what exactly was happening when those suitcases were brought out, run through the machine, Lord knows how many times, and Joe Biden got his biggest spike of the entire election counting process during that 30-minute time frame or that one-hour time frame. Seems like we would want to know that. 
Uh, you don't expect lawmakers to do it or even the mainstream media. So those internet sleuths I tell you about and other non-mainstream media outlets decided to find out. And it just so happens to be a lady named Ruby Freeman. Here she is right here. Ruby Freeman is the lady that was in the purple that was standing around with her hands on her hips while the last few people left the State Farm Center after they were told everybody was told to leave and then started dragging out these boxes and these these rolling luggage suitcases. Ruby Freeman. Seems like a lovely lady. She is a small business owner. Uh, she was really easily identified because her shirt and her purse was emblazoned with the term Lady Ruby and La Ruby, respectively. La Ruby is the name of her business. Now, I don't know what kind of business La Ruby is, but we could probably find out. I wonder if we can go on Facebook and find, I wonder if La Ruby's got a, uh, Got a, um, what you call it, a business page. Let's see. LaRuby, Unique Treasures. Let's see where this is located. Oh, looks like maybe, uh, maybe that page has been, hasn't <laughs> been deleted. Uh, owner of LaRuby's Unique Treasure. I'm just doing this for the first time, y'all, so just work with me. Ruby Freeman is the woman in the blonde braids who sent everyone home at 8.30. Uh, oh, there's her LinkedIn page. So there's there's one thing. She apparently was uh, was on Facebook and I don't know, pretty popular. Had a lot of friends because at one point she decided to what seemed like do a live stream with all the ballots that she had. They looked kind of suspicious. I mean, who am I to judge? But here's the video of LaRuby, Ruby Freeman, as she is doing her duty in counting ballots in Fulton County at the State Farm Center. Where did it work? I'm gonna look, I'm gonna let y'all see this. Okay, don't say nothing. She's walking through, showing all the ballots, boxes and boxes. Postal service trays full of ballots. Okay. So that's what's going on at Fulton County. Oh, okay. Voter's registration. Sir, can I have some work? Somebody came walking through. Minutes. She seemed to be in an empty uh -huh. office, and she's like, Whoa, hey, how you doing? I can I have some work? I come to work, y'all, and they talk about me. Oh, they talk about me. Oh, yeah. Well, they're talking about you now. I told them I didn't want to work. Oh, Dion, thank you. Thank We're definitely you, talking about you now. When I didn't want to work, I took off for 10 days. I'm back at work. Give me some work. Because I come to work. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Oh, you're going to give me, oh, you just gave me one. God bless you, really. Oh, oh, that's sad. Too, ain't you know, overworking? 
Overwork. Ain't no such thing. I'm gonna be here till seven o'clock. You ain't gonna overwork me. I got a job to do. Give me more ballots. I'm on a mission. Okay. Y'all see all this I gotta do? I gotta do all this. Now, notice something right here. Do you see this? For an absentee ballot, this right here should be filled out. That it's from said voter. You get a signature on there. I don't know if the signature actually goes right there or not. But why why is there a whole stack here? I'm I'm assuming, just looking over here, looking at some of the ones that are sticking out, I don't really see any writing, so why would she need and there may be a logical answer for this. I just don't know what it is. I just think it's odd that you have these absentee ballots here that have no writing on them. Like, the writing on the outside of the envelope is just as important as the ballot inside. It's how it's supposed to be verified, correct? So why, why is there nothing there? We know they're, they're not verifying this stuff, but shouldn't there be something? Maybe. What do I know? I'm just some dumb hillbilly from Alabama that pretends to do a show on, a, on, a, a, on YouTube, so maybe I'm wrong. Enter all these absentee ballots. Don't mind Miss. Says so she's gonna enter all these absentee ballots. So I mean, that's what she's doing. Whatever. She, no. She's la she's slacking. I know you ain't telling me, and you the one just giving me some work. Oh my god. That's all right. I charge it to you. Head and heart. Charge it to the game. No, I'm charging to your head and your heart. You're not about. Hey, uh, hey, Sister Baldwin. Hey, everybody. Y'all see my name on my screen? <laughs> mm. oh, I'm enjoying my work. I bet. I'm enjoying my work. I bet. I got a sign today, huh? I ain't signed yesterday. You didn't sign what yesterday? Hmm. That's, that's weird. Anyway, there's Miss Ruby Freeman, owner of... La Ruby's unique unique treasures, assumingly in Georgia. Um, and she's very proud of her work. So take that for what it's worth. Um, but that's the lady that has uh has been identified now. After this attorney that showed this video at this committee hearing, after she presented it, I mean evidence in your face undeniable evidence video proof one of the democrats um uh, uh, one of the democrats legislators her name is elena parent she is still refusing to say that there's any evidence she's she, she goes on to ask her question and literally ask Where's the evidence? So keep in mind, it, it's not just your friends or your liberal family members that are continuing to say there's no evidence when it's obviously out there. Uh, it's just a theme. It's what they're told to say, and they're just turning around and repeating it to anybody that points out the obvious case of voter fraud. Here is that exchange. Senator Parent. Thank you. Um, thank you for being with us. We heard from the Secretary of State's office earlier, just a couple hours ago, that um, they've investigated this repeatedly, that they had a monitor on site the entire time. And frankly, this has been debunked for weeks by our Secretary of State's office. 
I doubt he's seen the video. Then I think the courts will probably be able to handle this once you present your evidence to them. As I'm aware, there have been about 40 lawsuits dismissed already. And according to the law of the state of Georgia, we do By the way, this 40 lawsuit deal, the, the left keeps trying to paint that as the Trump team has filed 40 lawsuits and they've all been thrown out. The Trump team has filed three, maybe four lawsuits, not 40. You might want to get that right if you're going to be a legislator. Do not have the power to submit alternate electors. The provision in the law is quite clear at, tw at 21-2-501-F. Is there a question? Senator, Senator, we'll ask questions. We'll have a time for statements at the conclusion. If we yeah, my question is what the question is, since this has been debunked repeatedly, what evidence can you give to us? counters what our elections officials have presented us with only an hour ago. You just saw it. Your officials need to watch the video. What about the fact that they say that they had a monitor there the entire time? I can't speak for them. Well. <laughs> oh, there, there was a monitor there. So the, what you just saw in video doesn't matter because there was a monitor there and the monitor didn't say anything. Thank you. They did not have a video. They said they had a monitor the whole time. Uh, You're okay. looking at the room. Uh, then maybe we should invite them back in. Oh, whoa. You know what? <laughs> Did you hear that high-pitched voice? That is the sound of an agitated woman. All you men know that sound very well. Listen to this. You probably, I know this probably gives some of you guys PTSD and uh, flashbacks, but listen to this. Listen to how agitated she is. All right. Well, we may need to do that. Senator. Well, we missed it. Let's back up. We can't miss that part. All right. Then maybe we should invite them back in. Uh, Woo. Woo. Maybe we should invite them back in. Anyway, um, that's that's where the laugh's coming from. That's what they've got. We know it's on video, but the Secretary of State said there's no voter fraud. The monitor said there's no voter fraud. He didn't see anything. Well, ma'am, it's on tape. Y'all see on my side, any of y'all follow me on social media, you see it. You see it all the time. People come on and they make fun of you. They make fun of me. They're saying, oh, we're a bunch of conspiracy theorists. They'll post, as I stated yesterday, they'll pick one out of hundreds of witnesses from one hearing that seemed a little kooky, but still, by the way, testified under oath and say, oh, this is your proof? This is your proof? No, we've got the proof, okay? Forget, I mean, you can throw out all the sworn statements of this boy. We've got the video. Even for conservatives, Republicans that have said, listen, I'm for Trump, I want him to win, but you're going to have to show me evidence. I don't see the evidence. Even those people are going to have to acknowledge this. It's right here. It's right here on video. And then there was another interesting aspect. This came from... Uh, Real America's Voice, which is another news channel. It's kind of in the group of OAN and Newsmax. Um, we actually have a friend that that is one of their one of their reporters, uh, Amanda Head, the Hollywood conservative. Any y'all know that uh, that have listened to us on the radio back on the old station? 
she was uh, she made appearances on there a lot. And I think we've had her on over the line maybe a time or two. We're going to bring her in soon. But Steve Bannon's got a show on there called The War Room. And he's talking to one of the reporters that is at the Georgia hearing at that time from what you just watched. It was just shortly after that he's interviewing a guy that's on site, on scene. And he's talking about the video that they just showed the committee. But then he goes into another report about the Trump team seizing one of the Dominion machines in a small Georgia county in order to examine it. Now, I have no idea or no way to validate if this is true. I think it would be really hard for them to pull that off, but not saying they didn't. But they have examined from this very small county a Dominion machine and have found where it has flipped a few votes from Trump to Biden. Now, smaller county, so much smaller scale. But if they do have their hands on this Dominion machine and they've got the forensic proof that it is, in fact, got an algorithm set up where it's flipping votes, then that is just as huge as this security camera footage. Listen to this. Here's the number one story that came out. The Trump team today produced a video, video footage, in Atlanta, in Fulton County. The, this is the location at the State Farm Arena where they shut down the doors and the counting. They threw everybody out and said, we're going to pick it up again tomorrow. They threw them out. They put plywood and curtains over the windows. They shut out the lights. Two workers there then stayed for a half hour, feigning, doing um, natural cleanup work. When 30 minutes was over, this is all on camera. They went into another room that was under lock and key. They went under a, uh, they went under a, a table, a desk, and they pulled out four boxes stuffed with ballots. They started feeding those ballots into the machines in the middle of the night. Nobody knows where they came from. Nobody could match them. Nobody knows how it happened. Nobody was there watching it. This is all caught on video. Basically, Steve, the gig is up now. This whole thing that the Democrats are doing is going to collapse like a house of cards. Now, momentarily, um, we've got another witness who's going to be testifying today who got a hold of a machine in an obscure county in southeast Georgia, Ware County. Gentleman's name is, is Garland Favorito. He's about to testify. I was able to read his testimony earlier. He's on in about a half hour. You'll be able to see him. He's got a Dominion machine that they were able to do a forensic study on in Ware County. It's a small county. He's got evidence that this machine, Steve, has flipped the votes. They flipped votes. They flipped 37 votes in Ware County. He's got the evidence from, Joe, from Donald J. Trump to Joe Biden. Now, 37 doesn't seem like a lot of votes, but it's a very small county. It represents uh, just un just over uh, 0.25, actually 0.26, of the total votes cast. Now, isn't it ironic that 0.26 is what yeah. Biden won by? Exactly. So, this is go, my point. Ahead, that, anyway, uh, that, that's the report. Now, I, I never saw this guy's testimony. In a correction, I said the Trump team had it. It was this guy that had it. I don't know anything about that. I haven't seen any major headlines on it. 
I think if this were actually the case, we would have probably seen a big hubbub about it. But maybe it's coming in the future. I, I dismiss nothing at this point because everything is so wacky and nothing is as it's been in the past. Nothing about – that's why when people tell me that you you can't overturn this election, there's there's – no historical reference to show that that Donald Trump's going to be able to pull this out. Nobody's ever been able to do that. Donald Trump's done a lot of things nobody's ever been able to do. Nothing about the Trump administration can be compared to any president's administration, any president's term in the past. Why? Because he's different. Because he doesn't owe favors because he can do what he feels is right. Even if you don't think his decisions have been the right decisions, he felt they were the right decisions. He didn't do them because so-and-so gave him $25,000 for his campaign and he owes the dude a favor. They did it all themselves. They funded their own campaign as well as people like me and you donating money. That's how they ran their campaign. And they ran it smartly in the sense of they got all the free media coverage they could possibly want. So they didn't have to spend as much money as everybody else. You remember the 2016 campaign. But I would not be shocked to find out in the coming days that this report is accurate. They do have a Dominion machine. They've done the forensic study and they did find out that votes flipped from... Trump to Biden. We've we've already heard those reports from other places, other counties. The proof is all over the place. And it's going to get to a point where it can't be denied. You've got the people that are anti-Trump and all they do is read Washington Post and Real Clear Politics and and all the, the far left loony conspiracy sites. Really, conspiracy sites. And so they think they're informed. They think they're informed and, and they think they're on the correct side of this argument when they say there's no fraud because guess what? All those outlets they're watching, they're not showing them this stuff. They're not showing them that video footage. So if they're not seeing it, why would they believe you when you post on social media that the evidence is there for all to see? It's right there. And they're like, no, it's crazy. You just got some crazy witnesses going up talking crazy. You ain't got no video evidence. Of course they don't think that. They're not seeing it. They haven't seen it. And they're being told by those same outlets that the video is bunk or the video is not what it seems. That's what the president's been up against this entire time. He's been up against people, uh, uh, a media establishment that has waged all-out war on this guy. Forget Washington, D.C., forget the Democrats, the media, between the deep state of the media, those are the two biggest threats this president has faced over the past four years. And this right here is the final battle between the evil forces of the deep state, the mainstream media, and Donald Trump. If he wins this battle, this is not the battle, this is the war. If he wins this war, he is officially victorious, no matter what happens after this. If he wins this one, he has officially won the war between what is really the American people 
in the D.C. establishment. Speaking of the D.C. establishment, let's move on and give you a little bit of what Joe Biden's been doing. Joe Biden's making the rounds, doing... <laughs> use that loosely when I say doing the rounds. He uh, He's running around talking about, you know, what he's going to do, who he's going to appoint, what the plans are for the new administration, running around with this fake president of uh, uh, this fake uh, emblem where it says office of the president-elect. Nobody's ever heard of that. Nobody's used that because it's not real. Okay? It's not. I don't care what he... Anybody says that the office of the president-elect is real, they're lying to you. And if they say Joe Biden is the president-elect, they're also lying to you. Two important points to remember if anybody is saying that. But some people believe it. A lot of Republicans believe it. And unfortunately, we've seen David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, as of yesterday, on a conference call with another guy. I'm not sure who this guy is. And they are talking about their plan going forward. Now, Loeffler and Perdue are obviously in very contested Senate races going into in, in January that will decide the balance of power in the Senate. If the Democrats win and Joe Biden somehow prevails, they've got the White House, the Senate, and the House. It is this country, this Constitution, and the Founding Fathers' worst nightmare. They literally set this government up to avoid things like that. And we're staring at it. We're staring right down the barrel of this thing. So what does David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler do? They get on a conference call, and they start talking about what they're going to do when Joe Biden becomes president. Not that they're going to turn into Democrats, but that they're talking about it in the sense that it's already a done deal and how they are going to get bipartisan issues worked on, get things done with Nancy Pelosi in the House, Joe Biden as president, and Mitch McConnell as Senate Majority Leader. Oh, we can all work together, you know, McConnell and Biden, they're buddies. We can we can get stuff done like no no uh group of 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 congressmen and women have ever been able to do. That's not a good strategy if you're trying to win these seats. Watch this right here. This conference call is disturbing to say the least. Just listen to what these guys say as they're going back and forth. If we can if we can keep the majority in the Senate we can at least be a buffer on some of the things that the the, uh, the Biden uh, camp has been talking about in terms of their foreign policy. I believe, Norm, and you and I have talked about this privately, is that we have the potential if we have a Senate majority and a majority in the Senate on the Republican side that Mitch McConnell could indeed negotiate with uh, Biden in a way that we haven't seen in, in you know two or three administrations. I think if we keep these two seats, we have an opportunity to do something that maybe we lost in the last administration between Pelosi and Trump, that was just a bridge too far to, to think that we were going to get them to negotiate. But here we have Biden and uh, McConnell, who are ex-colleagues in the Senate, who are known negotiators, who if Biden can get away from this extreme part of his party, he might make some deal. So here's David Perdue saying, you know what, it's, it's pretty much a done deal, but Biden's a, a decent guy. We can really work with this guy and get some things done. Why is David Perdue accepting that Biden has won? 
because here's an issue. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, yesterday, yesterday, the day before, there was a rally held in Alpharetta, Georgia. Was with Linwood, was with Sidney Powell, and a few other people. Linwood got on stage, and Linwood is a little kooky. I'll give you all that. But he got on and went into preacher mode, okay? And he's going nuts on the stage, and he makes the comment to tell Purdue, tell Loeffler, tell the state of Georgia, we're not voting in your Senate race until you get all this stuff straightened out. Well, the establishment Republicans freaked out. They're like, how could he say this? Linwood's crazy. What are you? You've got to go out and vote. My question is why? After hearing these guys showing zero concern over the election fraud that we now know for a fact exists and on a large scale, to hear these guys say that and to know that those Dominion machines and that same process of counting ballots will still be in place, what's the point of voting? Of course it would be a nightmare and a a tremendous threat to this country if Democrats control the Senate. Nobody argues that. But obviously you don't care if that happens. If you are not putting every ounce of energy, your blood, your sweat, and your tears into changing this, changing this system, getting rid of the the Dominion voting machines, going to hand-counting ballots only, and having extreme oversight. If you don't do that, then you've already lost the race. The Senate is in the hands of the Democrats. They have a record number of people that have already, and this was just days after the election, when they, when they, like as soon as they found out that there was going to be a runoff, hundreds of thousands of absentee ballots were requested for a Senate runoff. This is, a, this is not a presidential race. This is not a, a ticket that's got 20 different races on it. This is one race. And hundreds of thousands of people in Georgia immediately started requesting absentee ballots. People, by the way. Those will all go for the Democrats. So if you don't fix the system, you're going to lose anyway. Those two need to show some concern, like they actually care about the integrity of the vote, or they're going to go down in flames like every other Republican that has refused to fight for a president that for four years has fought for them. Think about this guy traveling the country for four years, campaigning for people that are running for office, running for the Senate, running for the House. A majority, a high majority of them winning. Donald Trump is obviously the best thing to ever happen to down-ballot candidates because look at the House of Representatives. Look how many Republicans won. Republicans that won in blue states. How many, how many House seats they flipped. That was on Donald Trump. But now y'all can't stand up for him. If we allow this to go through, you will never have another fair election. You give the Democrats the green light to continue to do these things, and Democrats will forever run our government. 
And in 20 years from now, we will be Venezuela. Because guess what? Year after year after year, Democrats get more extreme and more extreme and more extreme. You will see that with a Joe Biden administration if that, in fact, happens. I don't believe it will. But if we do let that go, it will be here sooner than later. Here's Joe Biden last night on with Jake Tapper talking about his incoming administration and what he plans to do within the first 100 days that he and his administration are in office. Speaking of Fauci, uh, have you spoken with him yet? If so, have you asked him to stay on? Yes uh, and, and yes. Yes and yes. When, when, tell me about the conversation. Well, he said what more needs to be done. Okay, so there's number one. Joe Biden says he's spoken with Fauci and he's asked Dr. Fauci to stay on as the infectious disease coordinator and possibly to put him in the position of the top health expert in the White House. Just overall health expert. I don't even know what that office is called. Dr. Fauci, the one who's been wrong every step of the way. The one that I showed you a clip of yesterday praising China for being so transparent with the coronavirus. Dr. Fauci is a sleaze. He's a corrupt he he's no less corrupt than the rest of these DC politicians. He's a money hungry, power hungry scumbag. That's the best description for Dr. Fauci. You remember the the, the the pandemic documentary? We don't know if that lady's telling the truth, but my lord, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Done from his point of view. Well, look, uh, uh, my chief of staff has worked with him in the last uh, crisis. He's been talking to him all the time, Ron Klain. I talked to him today. We spoke today at 3 o'clock. My COVID team met with him. I asked him to stay on in the exact same role he's had for the past several presidents. And I asked him to be a chief medical advisor for me as well and be part of the COVID team. That's why this was so important to these guys. These greasy palm, slimy politicians owned Washington, D.C. They all patted each other on the back, stuffed each other's pockets with money, and did what they want. That came to a halt four years ago. And they were not going to stand for it. That's why they went as far as they did to rig an election to get their way of life back. Remember, I've been telling you for four years, the hatred for Donald Trump comes from a place of their way of life being threatened. They are now presenting to you, now that they think they have the White House, that things are going back to normal. You remember, we all used to say collectively, People in government don't care about us. They don't care about the little people. They're all sitting in back rooms, smoking cigars and drinking whiskey together after being on the floor of the Senate fighting all day. They're just, it's professional wrestling. They're all screwing us over. Well, we got to see the real deal the past four years. Now the Democrats think we're all going back to professional wrestling and that everybody can get along, make backroom deals, and screw over the little people. And so what has to be done is we have to make it clear to the American people that 
the vaccine is safe when it occurred, when that is determined. And number two, you have to make sure, as he points out, you don't have to close down the economy like a lot of folks are talking about now. If, in fact, you have clear guidance and you're able to say to businesses, okay, for example, bars and restaurants are going to close, but we're going to provide you the wherewithal to not lose your business like we were, like the, the House had passed. You, you don't have to close down the economy. Now, let me give you an example. What we'll do is we'll close down the economy and then give people money for closing down. It's common sense, y'all. It doesn't work. Shutting everything down and passing out money to people does not work. Everyone has different needs. Everyone needs just to survive, needs a different amount of money. A $1,200 stimulus check is not going to help a business owner. And you're not going to be able to do it. People can't just not work. And as Americans, we don't want to just survive. We want to flourish. We want to prosper. We want the pursuit of life, liberty, and freedom. We don't want to just survive. And we're going to be able to reopen. We're going to be able to reopen in time and not to close down for long periods of time. We talked about masking. This is how much Joe Biden makes sense. We don't have to shut down the economy. And then 15 seconds later, he's like, we're not going to have to shut down for a long period of time. Y'all really think this is the guy that got 80 million votes? But maybe the most prolific thing, and it's a fraudulent slip on Joe Biden's part, he's done this numerous times. You remember when he said, we've put together the greatest, the largest voter fraud organization in history. Joe Biden, in his senile state of mind, has a habit of saying what he's not supposed to say. Stuff that they talk about behind the scenes, they discuss when he gets out there and he's freelancing it, he ends up saying the stuff that they talked about behind closed doors that he's not supposed to say. We had that instance in this very same interview where Joe Biden tells all of America that if they come to a disagreement where everybody wants to do something that he doesn't think is right, he'll just tell everybody he's got a disease and he has to resign. Pretty shocking stuff. But all kidding aside, the first lady to be told me she holds them for you. Yes, she does. But not with she's because she, she and yeah, Kamala have become right friends. Yeah. But all kidding aside, it's it's a matter of the thing we are simpatico on our philosophy of government and simpatico on how we want to attach approach these issues that we're facing. And so I don't have and when we disagree, it'll be just like so far. It's been just like when Barack and I did. It's in private. She'll say, I think we should do A, B, C or D. And I'll say, I don't I like A, don't like B and C. Mm -hmm. And it's OK. But and I like I told Barack, if 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 I reach something where there's a a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. What? If we, can't, if, if, if we come to a fundamental disagreement, I'll just say I have a disease and have to resign. This is the plan all along. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch Kamala Harris's face immediately after he says that 
Um, we, we don't have that. I'm a, we haven't. And we just shaking her head. No, like, Joe, Joe, you're not supposed to say that. Watch it. Watch it again. Let me play this for you one more time. This is absolutely stunning and shocking. I don't have that. I'm a, we haven't. And we just have some disease and say I have to resign. Um, we, we don't have that. I'm a, we Look haven't. And we discuss. I'll, shaking her head. I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Um, we, we don't have that. I'm a, we haven't. And we discussed at length mm-hmm. our views on foreign policy, on domestic policy, on intelligence. Yep, and yep. The great thing is she has a background. It's time to shut up, Joe. Yep. 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 Looks in like the Senate. Joe, you need to wrap it up. Wrap it up, Joe. A shocking revelation coming from Joseph R. Biden. But one of the most honest things when asked about Joe Biden, one of the best descriptions of Joe Biden from someone close to him actually came from Barack Obama. Possibly the most honest thing that has ever come out of Barack Obama's mouth. And that was this. Barack Obama said, quote, Never underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. He actually said that. That's the Joe Biden that got 80 million votes. That's the Joe Biden that had some really friendly ballot counters in Fulton County. And in Michigan. And in Pennsylvania. That's the Joe Biden that will usher in your first female president. And so if you give up on this fight, I hope you're ready. I'm out of here. Like, subscribe, comment. Make sure you share it with your friends. Keep us from being shadow banned because that's what they're doing to us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a brand new episode coming very, very soon. Until next time, see you, Cole.